I'm going to just let you talk the whole time, just so you know. I'm not going to really talk too much. I'm going to just... No, stop. <laughs> I don't like that. Oh, I got sweatshirts for you and Matt. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, and then I also, uh, I was telling Ben, too, they're they're a little bit tighter. The okay. the guys said after you wash them, like, twice, then, yeah, like, yeah. they loosen up and they feel nice. I like nice. big things, so. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah they'll cool. loosen up. And then I also got another order that, once those come in, they're they're gray. Yeah, yeah. Until I ordered the white, I realized that like, everyone says the same thing. They're like, I can't, you know, a little speck on here and, and it's going to ruin yeah, the whole know, thing. And I'm like, damn. Kids, I know, but it kids, looks so exactly. good. It is. White is nice and clean. But when yes, to the point kids. when you have children, right. it's just like a death sentence. Or right. Thing. I understand. Yeah. I never wear white for that reason. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'll move this over here. Yeah, yeah. Put those over there. And See, I, was like, I don't think anyone will ever be prepared as prepared as you oh, are. Oh, I know. And this is so things. funny how I sent you, like, not the right thing. I had been preparing, like, weeks ago, and that yeah, was just, yeah. like, my first template. And I was like, oh, my God. Corey's probably like, how do I tell her that there's nothing on here? I don't know what to call her. I was looking, and I was like, oh, I'm like, okay. Like, you know, maybe she just has a few things that she'll be able to use no. as, like, talking points. No, I'm like, And then I saw this, and I'm like, oh, she's ready to go for tomorrow. I know. <laughs> Perinatal. In infertility issues. I keep saying prenatal. Which is clearly, obviously, 100% wrong. But, well, no, no. Pre but isn't that a word, though, too? is when you are pregnant. Gotcha. Okay. Well, now I'm starting to hold on second guess. No, perinatal mental health. Listen, I'm sure you... Oh, my don't, God. Don't, don't hold me, on. Don't let me make you second guess. Whatever you're saying, I'm sure is absolutely right. Okay, hold on. I have to shake out stuff. Shake it out. Do you get nervous? I used to. At this point now, like, I don't get nervous because... I know that I mess up. I, I I mean, everyone messes up. You stutter yeah. over your words. You fumble over your words. Your mentor, that guy was just like so natural and great. And oh, he's amazing. I yeah, mean, yeah. like. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't, uh, don't compare those episodes to anything that, <laughs> or feel like you get to live up to I'm something. Like, he's. Oh, he's just sitting back. <laughs> he's just like talking. Yeah, just pretend you're out the lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I just have to pretend talking. like I'm just talking to a client. I That's never it. get nervous. No. I see talk to everyone i mean i'm sure like you were saying i'm sure people like that are on like the forefront like myself and like lenders and you know inspectors and and all these people yeah. that are affected by it on top of the fact that people that are experiencing it you right, know right. and like i even was thinking about it too when when we were going through the whole process and like knowing like what you do for a living and like the way that you talk and like articulate yourself i'm like wow like it would be great to have a conversation just because She's feeling and going through what so many people I'm talking to are feeling and going through. Right I think he's probably been feeling since we got in here. Right okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, this would be great if he was already just talking because it just seems natural. Well, yeah, no, that's that's more so yeah, yeah. what it's about. But I just to be able to have it set up to where I was like, yeah, this is going to it, it'll be a good conversation to have because right. I'm having the same conversation just with a ton of people that maybe just can't express how they're feeling the way that someone yeah. who's a professional can. But that's like also the pressure, like as I was going through the process, I'm like, all right, Kat, you know how to regulate your emotions. You've been like therapizing people through this. Like <laughs> right, you right. got this, you know? I was telling Ben, I typically time out my haircuts a lot better with these. Now because and I can't, um, because of my schedule, my, my barber wasn't available, but um, now I feel self-conscious about my hair. I think it looks really good. Do you? Yeah, okay. I do. I feel better. You have good hair. Thank you. Yeah. You look great, too. Thank you. Ben, you look you look fantastic, too. Just you so look you know. really good. <laughs> I was really just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Gucci? All good. Awesome. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Closing with Corey podcast. Uh, very special one. I have a very good friend here with me. Catherine McCoo. I'm going to try to give this uh, a, a proper introduction. She is a licensed professional counselor and a licensed clinical and al clinical. Yeah. And a licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor. See, I already messed up. So don't don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, she's been working the field for the last 10 years. She opened up her own private practice in November of 2021. She has a private practice office located in Hillsborough, New Jersey, and her specialization is in perinatal mental health and trauma. So, Catherine McCoo, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I um I was talking a little bit before we started recording, or if Ben probably got it, but um 
you and I, number one, we know each other on a friendship level. I obviously know your husband, Matt, on a very good friendship level as well, too. Uh, we went through a sale of a condo together mm-hmm. along with a purchase of your new home together. Um, and I think that that process was awesome because I was able to, you know, talk with you through that. And you were able to give me a lot of an, like a lot of insight as far as what you guys were dealing with. Uh, emotions wise and and all these things. And I think obviously your career plays a big factor into that um, just because you're able again to articulate those things so Mm -hmm. well. And I think it was just going to be very important to have you on talk about those processes because a lot of people that I'm working with are having to do both of those things at the same time simultaneously, just because the market is what it is and people are having to sell in order to buy something. So I think that would be helpful. And then also just to be helpful, just to talk about how, some of those emotions that comes along with buying a home, selling a home, doing them at the same time can affect uh, a lot of things realistically. Sure. Um, so again, thank you for 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 coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. And when we started this process, I was like, oh, I got this. You know, a lot of my clients come to me. There's a huge stressor right now is them just buying or selling. Right. So I've been working with clients, at least in my practice, for the last two years. I'm like, oh, I got this. Like. I'm a therapist. I know how to self-regulate my emotions. Like I see my clients going through it. Like I'll be prepared for this, you know? Um, But it is that therapist role goes out the window when you're just a client and um, exactly what my clients go through. I definitely went through. Yeah. Firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, again, I'm sure like giving the advice and being, I don't want to say not in the driver's seat, but just being able to see it from hindsight. And it's mm-hmm. like everything will be, you know, here's what you're experiencing and and talking people through that. And then once you get put into the driver's seat, it's like, holy crap, like this is a lot happening at one time. It's hard to really manage and maintain it all. Yeah, definitely. There were so many times where during sessions I wanted to be like, I get it. That just <laughs> happened to me this week. But it's not about me. It's right, about my right, clients. But I was right. totally able to relate on so many things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're also going through another stressor right now, which is you're renovating your home and that whole process. So I feel like I feel like it's been one one stressor to the next for from the last I don't even know how many months now from when we listed the uh the condo. Yeah. And and then also to add in that I gave birth eight months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as I was like <laughs> thinking of certain things to say, I was like, all right, well, if I could give one advice, it's don't start looking for a house like one week postpartum because your <laughs> right, emotions right. are just going to be a little bit, yeah. you know, higher yeah, exactly. than most times. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, I would like to start off to figure out where the – like what kind of conversation – and I'm sure you and Matt had mm-hmm. that like sparked the idea of, hey, we're going to have to get into the market of – Buying a home, which obviously is going to translate into also like selling our home, like on like the home front, like kind of how that beginning process started out for you guys in particular. Well, I think we could probably relate to a lot of people where we would, I think we started with you, you know, probably like over a year ago. Yeah. um, And we had continued to get outbid in. Right. Um, and then Matt and I just kept saying, you know what, maybe we'll just wait until the market gets better. When right. the interest rates drop, the housing, you know, houses just get cheaper. Yeah. And that's kind of like what everyone was saying. Every time we would tell people that we're looking, they're like, this is the worst time to look. And we're yeah. like, is it? Like, are we making a mistake right now? Yeah. Um, but then we just said, you know what, let's just get a house. We can refinance in the future. When the market does get better, then everyone's going to be coming in. Yeah. And it's going to maybe be even worse where people are going to be bidding like 50 people on a house. So yeah. we might as well just do it right now. Um, and then we definitely um, went for it harder right after we had, you know, Jack, our second son, because we were living in this townhouse. It was two bedrooms. Yeah. Every day it was just getting tighter and tighter. Mm. So then Matt and I were talking. We said if there's ever a time to make money off of a townhouse, you know, because when we first bought the house, the townhouse, um, we were like, well, maybe in the future, like we'll rent it, you know, kind of always have it. But we said right now is the time. Yeah. Um, I was seeing the townhouses in my area selling for so much more. And I'm like, let's just go for it. Let's just right. sell this. Let's buy I don't really foresee the market getting better in the next six months. And I do not foresee myself not getting overstimulated in this townhouse with two kids, toys everywhere. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, I kept following everything that you put out there, all your content. I was constantly checking in with you and, you know, um, feeling optimistic that, you know what, it can happen right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you touched on a whole bunch of stuff that I literally, it's the same conversation that I have with a lot of people. And number one is like the outside influence as far as just to what you said, like even the conversations that we had, I know that there was conversations in general in passing as far as this is the worst time to to buy right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just I guess getting over and, and getting through that is just such like a pivotal point for number one for a buyer. The selling side, I guess not so much just because you're you're a little bit more in control depending on what the second step to that sale is. Like, so mm-hmm. if you do have to sell and then buy something, you're still going to be in that boat. But a lot of people that I've worked with is is they'll they'll do the same thing. They'll be like, "Hey, so and so told me that this is the the his, you know historical lows right now, or or the highs for the interest rate, or this is like the worst time to buy." All those things is such a hard process to uh, to get through. And then to your point, as far as hey, we'll buy now, we'll refinance later. Mm-hmm. Like that's. That looks like that is like the the overall solution, not even to a problem, just to what like the the reality of the market is right now. Yeah. Um, and I know that we talked about it a bit. And, I, and yeah, just to your point, too, I mean, we were probably talking for a little bit over a year, mm-hmm. which I think is also important, too, because, you know, some sellers and rightfully so, they'll reach out to me with a much, uh, you, you know, more like I need to list the house in a couple of weeks type mm-hmm. of time frame. And that's that's not not it's not the worst case scenario, but it doesn't really give them the the respect of understanding the whole process a little bit and being rushed into the process or feeling rushed like about like the whole process. And then the way that we did it was great because we saw what, you know, uh, condos within like that that area were selling for and we saw you know, I did my research to call the agents that, you know, when they were under contract to be like, hey, how many offers did you wind up getting? Like, right. was it, you know, was it crazy over asking just so then once we were ready, it was like, I think we even had your list price like H- higher than what yeah, we were originally yeah. thinking, like just waiting those extra couple of months benefited us financially right. and selling. Yeah. 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 It just it worked out because we at least were able to have that conversation. And it was also too, I think even like we talked about, it was like, I can't really predict what this house will close for is listed for this. But then I was like, wow, this closed for this. So now we can really be able to have a little bit of of backing to go in at a higher price than what some of these other, you know, comps close for. Absolutely. And just even thinking about um, just the stressors and just selling and buying at the same time, like what we ran into, we were like, wow, we can make so much money on this townhouse we could put it towards the next house, but then we discuss contingency and how that can affect yes. us being picked. And so I think that that was probably a con in this situation because we would have loved to have that profit up front to yeah. be able to buy because then we we would have been able to put more down. Maybe we could have you know, looked for houses in maybe a slightly higher price range because we had that extra money. Right. So I guess if anyone is looking to buy and sell at the same time, not that you can't with contingency. I mean, you made it very clear, like it's possible. It just may take a little longer or right. everyone's situation is different. Yeah. Um, so maybe you do have that buy- that seller that, um, you know, doesn't have a strict timeline. They're willing to wait around for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but we decided to go not the contingency route. Right. Um, and so I guess, you know, people looking to do this at the same time, just making sure that you're financially able to or have that money set aside knowing that you won't have that profit that you're making yeah right there right up front yeah yeah and and that that plan ahead of time is what i talk to every single one of my buyers about as far as like be prepared and, and understand not only what your price point is, but then also like what that breaks down to as far as like a monthly payment right. and how taxes affect that. If you're looking within an association, how your HOA is going to affect that. There's mm-hmm. so many things that people don't, you know, and, and you know, they're not going to understand until they speak to a lender or until right. they, they really look at like their financial capability and abilities to be able to say, okay, here is what we can comfortably afford right. instead of just here's what we can afford. But then once this breaks down, it's like, do we want to be so, you know, kind of like strapped when it comes right. down to what, you know, the monthly costs are are with that? You know, I think I think that was yeah, I think that idea was very important. You guys, like you said, had that ability to go non-contingent. If I'm not mistaken, I think we submitted two offers 
that had the contingency with it. Yes. Yeah. They were denied. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like the contingency thing is just so difficult because there's so many people that are in that same process right now mm-hmm. of having to sell their home, having to buy another home. Um, I think it just goes into the timing of the market was very like how can I say like it was very um, kind of like a, a you just had to throw every single thing that you possibly could to try to have one thing stick. And if there was That's... yeah, if there was one thing that prevented or was a was a possibility that that was going to cause any bit of hiccups, mm-hmm. it's as if like in in the history of real estate that people have not been doing this for so long. And I think we even talked about that too. It's right. like. How it gets translated to a seller is so, so important um, because they could easily just say, hey, these people need to sell their home. Um, You know, these people are – they're going to – you know, what happens if the homeowner appraises? What happens if they have issues? Which are all, you know, Mm -hmm. representing a seller, you want to have that that conversation because even when we were selling your place, I said the same thing where I was like – And if there was – Someone who was coming in contingent, yeah. I would have been like, eh, throw that away. Right, right. Which yeah, sounds yeah. terrible I because know. that was the person – like that could have been me. Right. Um, But you want to go with not necessarily the highest but the strongest offer. Yeah. And, and I think even when we came into listing your place, we talked about a lot too. I think we had – I think there was one offer that was contingent for for I your place, so. yeah. But but for the most part, though, yeah that that idea of of the highest and compared to the strongest is I would say ten times out of ten the strongest is the most important offer to possibly go with. Absolutely, and um, then I think also being able to um, like thank God I had Matt because. I'm hormonal a week <laughs> after giving birth, and I'm like. Everything we were walking into, like Matt would give me a pep talk prior, like, all right, Kat, we're just going to look. Don't get your hopes up. Don't say anything to Corey. Just like, <laughs> we'll discuss when we go back home. And I'm like, of course, honey, of course, of course. Right, right. And then I'd come in. I'd be like, Corey, we're going to. This is the one. This is the one. Put in the offer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wave appraisal. Wave inspection. Yeah, yeah. Like, just do it. And Matt would be like, You were like, you, you think 100000 over is is a good number? <laughs> Like, second, yeah, yeah. And that's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, yeah. okay, you're right, babe. Like, we'll talk about it after. And then I'd whisper to you, like, we're gonna submit an offer. Yeah, yeah. Tonight. Start, start writing it up. Right, Just, right. Yeah. And here I am, like, yeah, we'll put a hundred over. Didn't even know if we had a hundred right, over, but right. I was so, you know, when you want something so bad and you right. get to a point where you're so desperate because you're like, I cannot handle rejection again yeah you're willing to just like figure it out yeah um so thank god i had matt to like balance that out because yeah matt is that very calm cool collective like just smooth yeah, yeah, of yeah. course yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no no that that's great to have like that that partnership and like that yeah. team type of like mentality because there's always like that dynamic mm-hmm. of of like I need this yesterday and then also it's like, well, let's look at the full picture and like let's just take this right. kind of step by step. Right. Um, but I think in in the position, to your point, you know, just having another baby and and the, the house itself, the size yeah. of it. Uh, I mean, you have the Hot Wheel City that takes up three quarters of your house from your son. And so. we've gotten <laughs> so many more since then. And right, Christmas, right. he's having a Hot Wheel themed party in a couple weeks. So, But I can see how all those factors – play in in an emotional sense when you're going to go see these houses absolutely so like is it is it tough and i mean i kind of know this answer but just so you can explain it is it tough to balance more so like the expectation of of when we are going to go see some of these properties and like going in and you're coming from a place not necessarily that you don't like just is that you're ready to move on like to the next step as far Mm -hmm. as home wise and then you're coming from that and then you're going to a place to where like where you're seeing as like the potential to where it's going to solve all of like the issues that you're experiencing right now and how to like balance that expectation as far as like not getting too excited or is that impossible? I think it's very hard yeah. um, because, you know, buying a house, it's it's really not just like this – financial transaction like it's more than that like yeah. a house represents a lot for people it's safety security a lot of my clients who come in and are stressed out about all of this they want to be that first person in their family to ever own a property yeah you know like people use a house as you know measurement of like success yeah. and um you know just 
a lot of it is like success. Like, look, I, I bought this house. I yeah. can do it. I was like, able to do this. I was right. able to, you know, buy this. That's that's my, like, I own this. This is yes, my property. Exactly. And social media doesn't help. You're seeing mm-hmm. everyone. Somehow, every week, someone's buying this house, this huge, beautiful house. And you're just like, how are they doing it? Right. Like, did someone help them? Yeah. You know, where did they get this money? Like, yeah. how many bids were on this house? How much over? And right. even people you haven't spoken to in a while, you just want to message them and be like, how'd you do this? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like we're pretty well off and we have that yeah. money and like, it's not happening, yeah. you know? So I think um, seeing everyone's experience on social media and also what you just want to give to your kids, right? If you're a parent, right. you're just like, I want to be able to get you guys something that you're going to love. And you just, as soon as you walk into this house, you're just envisioning like automatically you create this future already. Yeah. And that's why when a bid doesn't go through, it's not just, oh, whatever, there's more houses out there. Like it'll be fine. It's more than that. Like you really are grieving the loss of something that you created very quickly in your head. Yeah. You know, so like. That's a really good way of, of putting it as far as like, yeah. Yeah, it's you're grieving a loss. And, you know, as soon as I walked into the house we ended up buying, I I mean, it was like Mad Men era 1950s style. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nothing had been touched. It had only been owned by one person. Yeah. Um, But I like saw. Well, you had the vision though. The second the you walked in, yeah, absolutely. It's so funny because I said to my husband, "Don't worry, like we're not gonna like renovate this immediately. We can take our time." <laughs> second we bought it, we've gutted everything. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, but I walked in. I was like the yard. You know, I came from a townhouse where it just had a, a deck, so I would have yeah. been fine with just like a little patch of right. grass. But it had this beautiful yard. You know, it had this full basement, like yeah. triple the size of mine. I like imagine Grayson's Hot Wheel City all there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the boys would have had their own bedrooms. We had garages. Like I just automatically w- were able was able yeah. to like see my family and their it, future it there. It checked off most of, yes. if not all the boxes that you guys have yes. been speaking about. Yeah. And so, you know, I said to my, like, if we don't get this, like, I'm going to be so sad. And and that's what it is. Like, I envision this future. And, you know, buying, you're really – you're going through, like, the stages of grief. Like, clinically, if you look at this, you know, um, there's typically, you know – five stages of grief you have the denial which is like i can't believe we didn't get this like this can't be happening or it's more just like i haven't heard from the realtor so like no no answer is don't put it on me yeah no no, no but <laughs> no, it's just no, like no, all right yeah. Corey hasn't reached out like maybe we did get this house right. like there's no way we can't get this house yeah. like no news is good news you know yeah. and then you find out you didn't get it and then you're angry like i cannot believe it like mm-hmm. i put up so much over asking i waved everything how could they you know, not pick us. Yeah. And then you go through the bargaining stage of grief, which is we should have offered more, you know, or we should have waived this or we should have done this. Right. And then you hit the depression stage where mm-hmm. you're just feeling hopeless, like this is never going to happen. Right. Why was I born in this generation? <laughs> right, you know, right. um, and then, and then of course you see everything on social media and right. you're just like, th- this just... You're just sad. You're crying a lot. And then you hit the acceptance stage of grief where it's like, okay, you know what? It just wasn't the time. What's meant for me will come. And you begin getting hopeful again or you're back on Zill and you're like, wait a second. I found something so much better actually. You know, I'm glad this didn't work out. Yeah. And so when you think about it, every time you get rejected, every time someone doesn't pick you, it you're perceiving it as rejection and those rejection feelings our loss. Mm-hmm. And then it also triggers, I mean, even though it's not, you know, real estate related, just all of the other times in life where you got rejected. So right. all of those feelings start to or, resurface. Or feeling like, why is my, and, and again, you're the therapist here. I'm just, yeah, I've, no. I've, I've been in therapy for a very, very long time. So the, I, I could imagine it being something where it's like, well, why am, why am I not good enough to be accepted for this this yes. offer or this house. Absolutely. Because I think a lot of people these days, like we had said before, like house represents a lot for people. And right. we, a lot of the times view like money equals our worth too, like success equals worth. And yeah. right. Like what is wrong with me? Something must be wrong with me that, right. or I can't give what people want. And so yeah. I'm not good enough. Right. Yeah, definitely. Again, I'm going to try to not make it a personal therapy session, but I can no, definitely go right. off a little bit. But uh, no, no, I I wrote down some things because yeah. you mentioned about social media, which 
I agree like so much. And it's tough because in my business, I try to market that success. And right. like, I try to make it to where it's not like unreasonable or, or it's not to where I'm trying to like paint this picture of like, all it is is success. And it's so easy. And and here it is. Like, I try to also, especially like when I'm doing the podcast, I try to talk so more about like those failures or like the learning process or, or trying to get things kind of figured out that didn't really go the way that I was hoping for. Um, but social media is just, is really, really tough because I, you know, I'm not going to post, oh, hey, you know, I got Four of my buyer's offers were rejected this this week. I'm going to just post, hey, you know, my my one buyer is under contract now. My one buyer just closed or my one seller just accepted a good offer. Mm -hmm. So it is just portraying just the highlight reel of what's going on. And it's not having a lot of like that background. So to that point, for that person, because I can imagine that. And like I've even been in that position too where it's like, how did this work out? But this didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, I also don't know the whole story that went along with this. And like – after going through all of it, then it made me kind of realize that. But I can see a buyer almost becoming, I don't want to say jealous, but a little bit angry of the mm -hmm. fact of like, why is everybody else seeming like For it's sure. so easy and yeah. I'm over here having such a hard time yeah. just, you know, and offering everything that these people are, are asking everything for and you more. Everything like, yeah, here, yeah. have it all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do think jealousy is a very natural feeling, Yeah, you know, and – I never, you know, tell my clients like, you know, it's it's not a good feeling. Like I never shame it because I think it's a very natural feeling that we can't control. And I guess it's how quickly do we bounce back from that? Like yeah. how long do we sit in this feeling, right? right? And that's where practicing gratitude really makes a huge difference, you yeah. know, like just being grateful that you're even in a position where you can be looking for houses, right. you know, and grateful that you at least have a house and may not be the house that you want or a huge house, but right now you have a roof over your head, yeah. you know, or you have parents where you're, where you're able to live with them in between, you right. know, and just reminding ourselves of all that there is to be grateful for. Cause it's really easy during this process to look at all the things you don't have, especially yeah. when you're on Zillow and you're mm -hmm. just like, I want that house, but it yeah. is way over my budget. <laughs> right. Right. You're hanging out on Zillow. Every day at night when you're yeah. vulnerable, tired after a long day of work, mm -hmm. and then you're laying in bed looking at Zillow and yeah. just getting sadder. Yeah. You know? And then I'm sure matching that up with social media, it's oh. just like a, a perfect duo yeah. of just depression, Definitely. basically. Yes. Yeah. So it's going to bring up those feelings of, you know, I'm not worthy or just restlessness, like difficulty sleeping. Um, yeah. You're constantly just checking your phone. Like every time you would call me, I'd be like, right, Corey's right. calling. And you'd always start off the phone call with, it's not a bad thing. You know, just have a quick question. <laughs> right, or you'd right. start your emails or with like nothing bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you're constantly just fixated and you become obsessed, yeah. you know, about this process. Right. Because um, you're in limbo. No one likes to be in limbo. Right. And, you know, anxiety and depression come, you know, a lot of it stems from just things that you can't control and the unknown. And yeah. that's literally what buying and selling is. You yeah. can't control the market. No, you're absolutely you right. You have no idea what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and people don't like to sit in those feelings. No. Yeah. And, and you're right. Like that whole process is just the complete unknown. And as yeah. far as what other people are offering and, mm -hmm. and what is going to be out there and, and how things are going to be. And, you know, even from, from what you said as well, too, I, I, I put two other notes down, but um, the bargaining point of the the grief that you were talking about, mm -hmm. I think that I I connect with that because if there's one thing, and we've gone through this, uh, you know, a couple of times from the offers that we didn't get accepted, but if mm -hmm. there's one thing that I tell all my buyers is that you want to submit whatever you're most comfortable with, and then you want to submit something to where if you weren't chosen, there's not like that what if. Right. Like you're and I know it's it's easier said than done. Um, but when it comes down to as far as I feel like a financial point, it's like, unfortunately, that's where it's like kind of black and white. So what can you realistically comfortably afford? Mm -hmm. And then also the other po points of it are what you're comfortable with. Are you comfortable, you know, limiting inspections? Are you comfortable right. knowing and understanding what it comes with as far as appraisal wise? Mm -hmm. Right. And like that's even something, too, when buying that. Yeah. So, you know, those those things that have, have, have happened that you experienced that 
a lot of the people like that I'm talking with, I just want them to understand. It's like, I'm not trying to force you in any way, shape or form to go outside of your comfort zone, because then what's going to happen is, is it gets accepted. And then it's like, oh my goodness, like an overwhelming, like, did I, is this too much for me? Is this, is this oh, yeah. more than I should have done? It's, and, and I think that regardless, you may feel that way. Cause it's, it's a feeling of like, all of all of that doubt kind of just gets erased, and then now it's like the opposite of of now. Like, did I make the right decision? Is this you know? Absolutely. I mean, I've had um, a few clients who have had like buying regret. Yeah. Where they're like, I didn't really. I was just putting a ton of offers out there because right, I was right. so desperate, and I got picked, and I'm not really fully loving this house. Yeah. And I have this huge mortgage payment now right. and I'm kind of stuck. Yeah. You know, um but then in that situation it's kind of like okay, well how can we make you love this house? Like yeah. I think it also takes time for us to make a house a home, you yeah. know, and looking at what is really like what really makes a home, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with you know, my clients like comparing the houses that they ended up getting to other people's houses or then yes. going on Zillow a week later and saying, why wasn't this house yeah. available the when I was looking? What if something is better? That is yes. gonna, that's a, and that's a very tough conversation for me too because same thing, like that's the unknown. It's like it's like I, I, I have an answer when someone asks that question, but right. in my mind too, I know that there's only so much that I can say when they say like, well, what if something else, you know, comes up? Right. And I'm like – I get it. Like, that's always going to be something, though, that you'll be able to to think about. Right. And, you know, in our situation, when we, you know, the house that we ended up getting, when I walked in, I saw the vision. But yeah. as soon as we got accepted, every time I continued to walk back in, that <laughs> vision was slowly fading. Uh, like, yeah, I would yeah. look at Matt and I'd be like, is this the right? Yeah. Like, did we make the right choice? Like, what are we doing? What makes us right. think that we can just buy a house that needs to – I mean, it was livable, don't get me wrong, yeah. but just – everything was outdated, like everything. Um, And, you know, I kept thinking of how I was saying to him, like, don't worry, like, I'm not gonna, because when we first walked into the house, he was like, Kat, I know you, you're gonna want new bathrooms, you're gonna want new (laughs) everything. I said, no, no, no. We will take our time. We'll pick one project every year, I promise. Three days later, you had the bathroom guy there. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where it gets overwhelming. So I guess it's like really Setting that personal um, boundary and expectation of what you guys are going to stick with, you know, because I think that's where things got very overwhelming for us because, you know, I kept saying, like, did we, you know, buy something that was totally more than what we could handle? You know, we've never renovated a home, can't afford an interior designer now. I gave everything to this home, you know? (laughs) Um, And... Yeah, and then, like you said, a couple days later, we had yeah, contractors yeah. coming in, like, what's a quote for this? And right. every time we'd get a quote, I'd be like, oh, not too bad, Matt. Like, not too bad. And he's like, Kat, that's one of, like, 20 projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I think that was, I guess, setting the expectation, like, if you are going to buy a fixer-upper, you know, are you able to renovate it or will you be okay living in the conditions that it's in for a while until you can down the road? And yeah. You know, talking to your spouse about that because that can get a little uh, tense sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like Matt's like, Kat, it's not a big deal. I'm like, I will not go pee in that bathroom <laughs> yeah, unless yeah. you renovate it, right. you know? And like with, with with that house too and and everything is a little bit different. But yeah. understanding to your point, it was older in the sense to where it was like, okay, like how what has gone on in this bathroom that, you know, some Clorox isn't going to really get that out of here. Right. Not, not anything bad in that no, sense, but just the fact that it's it been around just, for a very long time. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that wallpaper, normally, you know, yeah. you just want to relax when you go to the bathroom. It's, it wouldn't have been a relaxing no, no, yeah. environment. It was a tense environment right. in there. <laughs> right. yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break to talk to you guys about title insurance. You may not know this, but when you're buying a home, there's a lot of work that goes into getting to your closing, including title insurance. Title insurance is the financial protection due to property defects for mortgage lenders and home buyers. But let's keep it simple. For over 15 years, Simplicity Title has been protecting buyers with their expert teams working on all the documents to get you through a closing and a fraud protection process that keeps your money safe. You can check out Simplicity Title's profiles on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or go to learn.simplicitytitle.com to find out more about them. 
Want to talk to someone? Call 877-848-5320 or send an email to info at simplicitytitle.com. Tell them that Corey Fandel sent you. One of the main things that I really, like when I was sending some stuff over to you was that we already talked about, but was that that like emotion and that sense after getting like that, that uh, phone call that the offer wasn't accepted. Um, and for me, it is such a tough conversation to have mm-hmm. because number one, it's my job to be able right. to like represent these people. And it's something that out of everything, like I take very, very serious in the sense where I was like, I want to, I want to present this in the best possible light. I want to have everything kind of listed out and ready to go and, and highlight all of like the great points. So when, when I do that and when I'm confident that this is okay, like I never want to give false hope, but I'm like, we have a really good shot here. Mm -hmm. And then that unknown of just not knowing is a cash offer going to come in is, you know, is someone going to go, you know, 55,000 over asking instead of 50,000 over asking. It's such like a, like an odd um, position to try to like walk these buyers through because again, it's like the unknown of it, but having like getting that that either that email from the agent or that text or the call saying hey sorry you know your people weren't chosen and then trying to get some feedback because not that it matters but at least providing like hey we didn't get chosen because i think like that first part of we didn't get chosen and then it just shuts off it's like i don't even really give a crap why it's just all i heard is we didn't get accepted so yeah sure someone offered sixty thousand over so then it's like okay now it goes back to I wish I had more to put down or I wish I had more of like an affordability standpoint or someone put down cash. And it's like, well, why don't we have someone that can just give us all this cash? And it just brings up. So like just like that, that initial conversation of, you know, I'm sorry we didn't get accepted is just it's tough for me because I've had that conversation sometimes 10 times with buyers or or four times, five times. We had it probably three times when when we were working together. But there's not really a good way of of like leaving that conversation off. And like I think about it as far as like a T-ball coach where it's like, okay, well, we'll get them next time. You right. know, we'll get out there. Right. We'll we'll do whatever because I, I know it's like oh, these people love this house so much and I'm calling them up with probably the worst news of the week. And like right. I get there's a lot of positive stuff, but still like this is going to be a tough one. This is tough for you. Like not to make this into a therapy session, you Please know, do but it. like <laughs> – This being your job, we take our job. That's like half our identity, our jobs. And we measure a lot of our worth in how good are we at our jobs. And though this is completely out of your control because you're just in this situation passing along the message to – I'm like the middleman. You're the middleman. It has nothing to do with your worth, you know, at all. But then knowing that you are disappointing your clients and what are they thinking about you or – you know, nothing is come like nothing's working out for any of my buyers. Yeah. You know, like is there anything I could be doing differently? Oh, like definitely. what does it say about me? You know, yeah. what if they end up just leaving and going to someone else? But really none of this is in your control. Yeah. And and that's a great point because I do feel like that. Like and I do I can say I don't take it personally, but I there's a a, a level to it that I do take personally just mm-hmm. because I'm I think that too. I'm like could I have done something differently? Can I have had a better conversation? At the end of the day, there's times where I know maybe the offer that I'm submitting for some of my buyers may not be the strongest, but I still try to highlight it to where it can be in that 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 running. Um, but yeah, like I'm just provided whatever I'm provided and I try to relay it to them. And then they always say like, don't, you know, don't shoot the messenger. But there's been times in the past that people have taken it to where it's like, well, you're not doing something right. right. And like there's people that have like, you know, worked with other agents afterwards. And like there was – I used to take it personally to where I was like, you know, this is out of my control and like try to defend it. But then like I understand too all these things that we're talking about that this is such like an emotional process where right. it's like I get it. Like if they needed somebody to blame in that moment and mm-hmm. I was the easy pick to be like, well, clearly it's you. We submitted four offers with you and four offers got rejected and da da da. Like you're not doing something right. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. Like I know that I'm doing absolutely everything above and right. beyond that I can be. But if that's what you need to make this make sense, then I'll be that person mm-hmm. that you can, you know, just do whatever with. Um, but yeah, those those combos are definitely difficult. And same thing, like I I always do think like, could I have done something better? And then I think a lot more too, where I'm like, I wonder what kind of conversations like 
they're having on the other end of things. And like mm-hmm. all those things that you listed makes total sense mm-hmm. um, because there's people that, that I work with after that third or fourth one, you could almost see and feel the, the like, just like how like the mood has shifted during like mm-hmm. these showings to where right. it's like, oh yeah, no, this is really nice. And like this and this, and I'm like, ah, like they lost that spark just because now they're, I feel like they're trying to protect themselves and not be too excited. But it now it's like, it doesn't make this process fun when you're in that stage. Exactly. Like it's, it affects so many different things. And then it also brings a little bit of negativity because then now it's like, do some people will turn to where, well, now let me be like a little bit more um, like strict on like what my guidelines are for mm-hmm. what I want in a house. And then that also brings it down for people that are like, well, actually, I just don't give a crap. Like if it's got right. walls and doors and and working, you know, I'll, I'll do it, which then can translate to them having that buyer's remorse like you were talking about or having. So it just there's so many things like integrated within the process of that buying that affects people differently and it just yeah. depends on how they're able to to really handle it. Yeah. And then, you know, you just imagine like when they come home after going to see all these houses, it's really hard to be present at home, especially if you have kids, you know, yeah. to just like come home and be like, hey, kiddos, like how are right, you? And right. you're just so beat yeah. <laughs> and so feeling so hopeless. Right. Um, and it's just, it makes everything hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, yeah. And I think Dealing with life on top of that, I think yeah. on here as well too, like the time that is put into buying a home and selling a home uh. is like you need to have – take off of work for however long you need to just to be able to handle both of those. Oh, it is like having another full-time job, especially when you're doing two at the same time. Yeah. Especially if you're buying a somewhat of a fixer-upper because then you have those added contractors coming in to get you quotes so you kind of know what to – you know, ask for or, you know, what you will expect after you get the house. Um, But, I mean, I'm lucky in the sense that my clients are awesome. Sometimes I'd be like, you know, can I just move you to this time? Because I have someone coming to this my house to inspect and they were so great with it. Like I have more flexibility and I know not a lot of people have that. Yeah. Um, And then my husband works from home at times. So that was helpful. Yeah. Um, But it was very hectic. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And I think to almost like to wrap up the the buying side of things and then we could talk more about the selling side, but yeah. for the buying side, a little bit of 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 a good talk then. So after this yeah. the accepted got after after the offer got accepted, um that for you guys like that initial was I feel like when we were talking I feel like you didn't really I don't want to say believe it. Or like kind of understand what was going on. And I feel like it's very normal because people are used to the opposite side of that conversation where it's like, sorry, guys, you know, let's keep looking. And then this time it was like, hey, we got accepted. This is great. Let's get into attorney review and and get things moving. You're in complete shock. Right. When you come from a state of anxiety, like (laughs) like if you don't already have anxiety to begin with, which face it, we all have anxiety on some level, right? Well, then you get an anxiety disorder during this process. Oh my um, gosh, yes. So when you came in and and when I saw you walking up to our house and you had a smile on your face, I was like, Matt, he has a smile. Do you oh, think it's that's good? Right. Yeah, so you told us when in person. I, I drove when I was driving to your house when we were doing something for the condo, yeah. she had called me and she let me know. I think we had to make a small adjustment to yes. the offer. Um that wasn't going to be a big deal at all. And I think that if we did that, it was like boom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when yeah, you're yeah. coming from a state of being so anxious, you're in shock and you're just like kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. You're like, okay, we got accepted. But, but where's the but? Right. Right. Yeah. Like until you're kind of like, you know, like I, I just kept thinking something's going to come up in inspection or something's going to go wrong here. Like I don't really know if this is going to work out. Like yeah. we've been rejected so long, like based off of our history of rejection. Yeah, yeah. Things never are, right. are working out with yeah. this. Um, so you just remain cautiously optimistic. Yeah. That's a great way to put it because I try to portray that to the buyers too, mm-hmm. especially when, like, when their offer first gets accepted because it hasn't happened a lot. Yeah. But there are 
one of two, one of which really, really stands out to me, um, which was a terrible experience for my buyers. It was a terrible experience even on my end representing them to where we had an offer accepted. We were in attorney review. We were literally probably one letter away from just concluding attorney review. Uh, and the agent called me up and right off the bat, I, I could just hear it where it was like, yeah, I, I got some not so good news. It's like we wound – and this is before the crazy, crazy market – but it was like, you know, we wound up getting another offer um, that was like $40,000 more than your offer. Now, granted, this was back when we were able to negotiate a little bit. So right. it wasn't even like they were already over. They were at a pretty good uh, price point. And that 40000 was going to just put them over their budget. They weren't going to be able to match it. Yeah. And it was just such a crappy situation to where I had to have that conversation, walking up smiling, saying, guys, you know, congratulations. You know, we got the offer. And then I had to call them up and be like, any chance you can come up with 40000 extra dollars? Because if not, then we're going to lose this house, actually. And it was just – it was tough because yeah. it taught me a lesson. You know, it also re- reminded me that I always call it like mini celebrations when we get the offer accepted. Let's just right. – let's, you know, let's clap for a little bit. But then also we have to get into attorney review, which is this next right. kind of step, which – is again a little bit out of our control because now we're adding two more entities into mm-hmm. the mix of people who are just looking at things black and white, just looking at the contracts. They have no I don't want to say they have no emotion, but I'm sure like with No, but term, it was yeah, yeah. It was very much so, well, what what's best for this? What's best for that? Like I don't really care about all like the in-between mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Their job really is to like freak you out yeah. to protect you because right. I remember going to my attorney and being like, "By the way, um we're getting this house. We waved everything, so don't worry. Yeah, he yeah. was like, what? He's like, wait a I was second. like, yeah, no, yeah. we waved everything. I didn't <laughs> want him to tell me otherwise, but then they have to tell yeah, you. They have to tell you the worst. What, yes. what is the worst possible turnout to to adding this into the contract? And right. that's and it's great because I love – if there's anything that I like about that is that educate them mm-hmm. as much as possible. And, and with that education is going to be coming a little bit of like, you know, you're going to scare them. So that kind of comes along with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also, too – Let's just look at the the bigger picture, which unfortunately the reality of it is, is that if if this language isn't included in the contract, we're not going to get the house. Like there's really not a, right. a way of going around it. But also here are the things that make you feel a little bit better as far as what we could have grounds with going if it's the inspection, if, the, if mm-hmm. it's the appraisal, kind of understanding all that, which – you guys experience on both sides of the appraisal and the inspection to understand yeah. that, you know, what was going on with it. Um, but yeah, there's there's the acceptance phase, there's the attorney review phase, you go through it, mm-hmm. and then it is, I guess, the anxieties of both the appraisal, obviously the inspection. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that I obviously send out something prior to inspection just to say, hey, it's going to be a very stressful day. Someone is coming in there to tell you every single thing that's wrong with your house. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how how people like how you maybe even for you guys how serious you guys took it because then I feel like you get there and it's just you're just getting smacked in the face. Every- oh, I cried so much. <laughs> Actually, that day you had um, someone else, from Louisa. Your- yeah, yeah, Louisa, that's right. Yeah, she's so great. Yeah. Um, there and she didn't know me at all. She's probably like, oh my god, this girl is <laughs> curls unstable. But it just they just kept. Finding things yeah. and finding things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the inspector did say, I love inspecting old homes that everything is exposed because you're going to know everything up yeah. front. And this is good. You don't yeah. want to move into a house, finally get in, and then find that all these things are wrong with right. it. Um, so everything was just really exposed in this house. Yeah. And that's – then you go home and you're like, uh, did we do the right thing? Right. Um, so inspection day is hard. Yeah, it's it's definitely tough. And I know that I I try to tell people like after inspections, like try not to think about it, take a mm-hmm. night off, which is an easy thing to say on my end. But on the buying side, you're probably just relaying everything that the, the like a, a reel of what the inspector was saying that's yeah. wrong with the house, basically. Yeah. Um, and like from there, then it's like. Okay, now all these issues are are understood and and they're talked mm-hmm. about. So like now let's go through our due diligence to figure out, you know, fixes to all these issues. Right. Um which you guys were I mean very very diligent at in the mm-hmm. sense of just and and I and I think that the way you guys did it was the best way because at that point you probably knew that house better than someone who lived oh, in it for absolutely. 60 years. Yeah. Now I walk into the house and I know, especially <laughs> cuz we have renovated it all we're yeah. almost done right. in the final stage yeah um 
I know now that everything is good. Yeah. And it will last for the next 50 years with no problem. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, that that process of it goes, I think not every buyer deals with it. We dealt with it a little bit mm-hmm. to where there had to be that second round of negotiations after the inspections, mm-hmm. um, which to the point that we said before where there's a little bit more, I, I guess, emotion involved on on the real estate end. Not from like a financial perspective to where it's like, I want to keep this together so I can get my commission check, but more so like I know I've been there and talked and I know how much, how important and and how, you know, this, this house is for them to where then like on like the, the attorney end, it's like, hey, here's what's wrong. Here's kind of what we want. And then it's just very like cut and dry. Right. Um, so like the way like that's relayed. So then just like that whole dynamic that, that mm-hmm. we went through was, was uh, another experience as well too. Um, right. But once once that was all finalized and then once, you know, closing day kind of came, I feel like it was just – it was still – correct me if I'm wrong, but it just didn't seem like it like really settled in. No, especially yeah, yeah. because there were so many things we kind of had to do before we could actually sleep there. Right, right. Um, and so they give you the keys and now you're just like – Great, we've made it. Yeah. Oh my god, this is gonna be really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure just getting in there and looking around and just being like, wow. But you know what? This is prior to this, we had a condo and then the townhouse. Um, but to like finally get a house, right? You know, that day I could have seen on social media any other house that was four times the size. I didn't care. I was so proud yeah. of this house. Like we made it. You yeah, know, there yeah. was a time, you know, when we were looking at how the market was and we were like, we don't know if we'll ever be able to get a house. Like we had our townhouse, yeah. you know, we owned it, but a house with like land and, you know, you think you're doing everything right. You're working hard. You're doing it all right. And you're just like, I don't understand like right. why we can't get this. And then yeah. you just are pissed that you were born in this generation, that you have student loans mm-hmm. and, you know, the list goes on. Um but there was a point where we kind of were talking about accepting that we may just be in our townhouse yeah. forever or for a really long time. So to get this house, it was such a um, – like you do measure your worth a lot with what you have. It's like yeah. oh, we're now worthy. Right, like right. we did this, yeah. you know. It's like an accomplishment and it's just yes. feeling accomplished and feeling like what I set out to do – we did it. Like here, yeah. here is here is like the prize after like the entire you know situation that we just had to deal with. Yeah. Um. And then on you know, adding the selling portion of it into play, I think that you know, it was a pretty smooth process. You know, yeah. for you guys, luckily. Um. And I think the way that we went about it, in the sense of learning a lot about the market leading up to it, mm-hmm. and just understanding like the area itself. Uh, and then also just trying to keep things realistic to where, mm-hmm. okay, we kind of know we have an idea of what to expect. And even though I think the offers that came in, a few of them were a little bit above what we right. were even thinking, but not, it wasn't, you know, we, we had a really good sense of, right. of, of kind of what was going on with it um, to where once that process was at least far enough along of as far as, you know, being accepted, you guys did everything that you needed to do for the townhome. So you kind yeah. of had a bit of an understanding mm-hmm. aside of the radon thing as far as what was going to be going on mm-hmm. with, with the house and what was going to be coming up and stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's always a little a little wrench to be thrown yeah, into things. It's, it's funny too because coming from just buying our house and all the things that had to be fixed and the things that the sellers didn't agree on or right. meet us with. right. And me remembering how rejected and sad I was for these buyers, I remember I was like, Matt, we're going to do whatever we can for them. And Matt's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Matt, right, like, right. <laughs> this, we want to gain financially as much as we can. Yeah. Like, we're not just going to say, we'll redo the whole deck for right, you. And I'm right. like, but I know how it feels. Like, I'm I'm now putting myself in their shoes. Right. And I'm like, I want to just make it as smooth as possible. Yeah. But that's why, thankfully, I have Matt because he's yeah, like, Kat, yeah. we're not going to just rebuild our whole house for yeah. people, you know. But it was a very smooth process. Yeah. And even with that, too, I feel like that's the one That's the one end of it. Um, I think a lot of people could also see that from another end to say these people didn't do anything for us when we were buying a house. So I'm not doing anything for right. anybody for when they are coming here. And especially, like you said, measuring – 
measuring what it was and, and you know, the, the radon thing is what it is, but for like, just using examples of like, if, if there's minor things that someone's asking and then you guys just came from a situation where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, structural things that need to be in question, this, that, the other thing, it's like, I'm not going to even be bothered with this little kid stuff. Like right. we have much bigger issues that totally. it's very easy to, uh, you know, have your own experiences kind of dictate how you're going to, I guess, engage with somebody else and, and how they view their things. Because, right. you know, this may be someone's, you know, that the, the townhome may be someone's first home mm-hmm. and it may be them going through a whole process and they probably maybe have their parents saying one thing or, or they're being influenced by all these. So they're they're going through their own process and then, you know, someone else is going through theirs and like how those kind of connect is always yeah. you know, interesting. I was the person that just had that much more empathy for yeah, them. Right. I mean, I'm an empathetic person to begin with. Yes, you are. And I think also your job probably yes. has that. Yeah. 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 Um, but I just wanted to make it as easy as possible to right. prevent some like emotional <laughs> trauma to others. <laughs> right. No, no, for sure. And like. You know the the sale happens, the the the, the closing happens on your home, um, renovations obviously start. But mm-hmm. was there like, do you know about how if it, it it may still not feel settled? But do you know how long until you finally felt like a little bit of like a calm from the whole like lack of a better term like storm that you guys went through mm-hmm. between the buying, the 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 renovations, or or, or like the. Um, the, the quotes, the estimates, the selling portion of it, moving, switching things over, all that stuff to where it's like, I kind of feel a little bit like calmer now. So I'll be honest with you because I think about this often because because yeah. um, I talk about it often because we even right now we have contractors over. Um, yeah. it, it definitely feels like home. Um I don't think 100% it does yet. I mean, we're in like our phase two, like we're almost done. But I think the spaces that we're actually living in are complete. So I think once I was able to actually hang things on the wall and um, actually build my son's nursery and um, just, you know, I think it's more hanging on the – actually having people over and being like, this is our house and like hosting dinners and now we're making these memories. Sure. Um, so I definitely feel like 80% right now yeah. it feels complete. I think once everything else is done because, um, I mean, having to deal with the township and the permits. And yeah, yeah. I, it's I, a nightmare. Oh, it's just like phase two of the aftermath of buying, right. you know. Um, but it definitely does feel very homey. I think hanging things on the wall, um, having people over, so making memories in there and um, – Especially after you pay your first mortgage payment, which is definitely higher than a townhouse. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. it's pretty permanent. Like, yeah, yeah. This, this is, is happening. Where, this is <laughs> – I own this now. Right. Um, I do think it feel – I would say it probably took about like a month or so afterwards. Gotcha. You know. And yeah, and like a transition, no matter what, is going to have like an unsettling feeling. Just yeah. Just because I feel like everyone is a, a creature of routine and habit. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay – you guys were sleeping in in this same bed and yeah. and having a routine of you know going and you know getting your son or you know getting breakfast and all this stuff and then now you're in this thing where it's like all right now I have to figure out how to do this somewhere else where it's not exactly yeah. complete so I'm not doing it to like the routine like that I'm used to doing so I, for me at least I'm saying like I can see how that can would would affect me so yeah. I, I get like. For people that are dealing with that that same thing to where yeah, 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 for sure. And and then when you have kids, you know, my son who's like, So where are all my toys? And I'm right. just like, I'm sorry, buddy, they're still packed up in the garage. Yeah. We can't unpack everything total right. because not everything is ready. So it's like you have that constant reminder and he's constantly like, Well, can you go find me this one toy? So then you're going in the garage, you're looking in the boxes. So yeah. you don't feel I won't feel fully settled until there's no more boxes. Right. But I'm the same way as well, too. We're so. so close to that. Yeah, yeah. So I do have to just remind myself. Like, every day, it's like a practice of, like, reminding myself to be grateful that yeah. we have the house. And, you know, eight months ago, this is what I was dreaming for, right. you know? So. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think going through, through all that and I think looking into – I talked about it last week um, for the podcast, but going into to 2024, mm-hmm. um, if, if if there's ever a time that there's an unknown, I think it's right now. And especially going into next year between the rates, between the inventory, between, 
you know, buyers affordability between sellers that refinance that are like, why would I want to sell when I refinance at three and a half percent and now they're at whatever. So there's so much that's like going on right now that I guess like from your perspective on how to try to maybe manage or gauge like the emotional factors that are going into next year for a buyer or for a seller because you just experienced both of them. Yeah. Um, just what, if any, advice that you do, would be able to to give to uh, have somebody kind of be like, okay, like that makes sense. Like I'll, yeah. I'll utilize that. Yeah. Well, I'm a little biased with this first advice, but therapy. <laughs> um, I think therapy is such a great outlet. Like yeah. find yourself in it's self-care too. You're committing yourself to one hour a week to just talk about these stressors, right? right. Because therapists – well, I guess I could speak for me. I'm going to help normalize it all for you, you right. know? Um, so I think just therapy, having an outlet to talk about it. Um, I think really just setting that um, personal boundary for yourself and being on the same page with your husband of what really is our budget? Like what will we really be comfortable with right. so that you can, you know, really not get your, you know, not change your mind when you're out there. Say, you know what, we'll put 50 over, you know, and yeah. then get stressed out. So really right. just setting that personal boundary of what your limit is. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll always talk about like self-care, like just taking care of yourself, like your basic needs, you know, like getting outside, getting sun, um, you know, um, nourishing your body, um, disconnecting. Yeah. Like just Yes, I know you have to stay connected on your phone in case like your realtor reaches right, right. out and stuff, but just disconnecting, like stay away from social media, technology, just, yeah. you know, do the basics, just like go to bed early, like read a book, escape your current reality and like enter into someone else's in a book. Yeah. Um, and just practicing gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really easy to focus on all the things that you don't have and all of the things that you want, right. but being able to focus on like what you do have. Yeah. You know, and that's easy to, you know, put aside or not see when you're in this process. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Because like even every morning for me, I try to write down, you know, seven to ten things like that I'm grateful for. Yeah. Certain mornings, it's a lot more difficult than others. Certain mornings, like, it's like I'm grateful that I have coffee, that I can yeah. somehow get myself into a mindset to start doing some stuff today. And other days, it's a lot easier to recount, like, the things. like. But I, I agree that... When you're in it, it's very tough to, to your point, to disconnect from it because it's mm -hmm. probably like for, for these buyers, it's like, okay, waking up, let me check my emails to see what properties got sent over. Right. Let me also double check on Zillow. All right, let me you know do whatever, see on social media. Maybe God forbid someone bought a home like the night before and you see the pictures and it's like, oh, great. Happy for them, kind of. Also hate life because that's not me right now. <laughs> right. So there's just, you're, you're constantly, when you are that connected, you're constantly yeah. almost like reminding yourself of almost what you don't have and yeah. what other people do have. And it's mm -hmm. just, that could be very, very difficult. Right. I also strongly advocate for therapy because that's been something that has helped me throughout you know life. And I think for people that instead of thinking about it, on a day-to-day -day basis, being able to talk about it for one hour a week is mm -hmm. makes a huge, huge difference for Absolutely. sure. Social media. And and that is for what people are posting is is tough to I guess everyone knows at the end of the day that you're not gonna post a sad picture. Right. Right. Obviously, God forbid, knock on wood, someone passes away or, or something right. happens, you're going to do like a, a memorial type of thing. But mm -hmm. you're not going to post a like a bad day. Right. Uh, or or you're not going to post about, you know, something bad that's going on unless, you know, you want to get uh, an attention from that. But even that is still, correct me if I'm wrong, like a coping mechanism for what mm -hmm. someone's kind of even going through and, yeah. and dealing with. Um, so the social media thing is just something that I'm sure everyone battles with. People mm -hmm. are probably a bit, a bit more aware of it than, than others. Right. Um, but if you don't realize that what these people are posting is just what people – want to be perceived as or want mm -hmm. others to perceive them as like you're you're you, you gotta you gotta kind of come to terms with reality of what it is absolutely. not everyone's having 100 percent across the board great days absolutely yeah. and then just being able to see that you know there are other things that can um make you worthy right it's not just like what you own it's not just money materialistic things right yeah. it's like health and it's right. 
uh, freedom, like flexibility. It's liking your job. Like who knows this person that bought this amazing house is now feeling stuck at this job that they hate, but it allows them to pay for this beautiful home. Like you just – you just don't know everyone's situation. 100%. I I couldn't agree more. I think – you know, work-wise has has been a little bit rough, like the last like couple of weeks, which is is normal. I, and I I I struggle with the idea of knowing that this just comes with the territory. It's mm-hmm. not in sales. It's not a hundred percent where you know all four quarters are, are great quarters. You got some downsides. So when I'm in it every morning and I'm like, nothing is listed. You know, my sellers aren't ready to to list yet. My buyers mm-hmm. are don't want to you know overpay like crazy or, or yeah. do whatever. And then like I go to like pick up like my daughter from daycare and like she sees me and she gets all happy and she like runs over and hugs me. I thought about that for like five days after that happened yeah. where I'm like, okay, there are good things that are happening right They're now. Really I just need things. to balance, you know, all the other stuff that's going on. Yeah. Kids are a really good way to ground us. Yeah, I agree for yeah. sure. That's awesome. Catherine, thank you so much for coming on. Obviously, I appreciate it so much. Um I typically leave everything off with saying, as always, guys, um, subscribe, like, all that type of stuff, comment. If something along here was something that kind of made you, you know, have a question or pop up, leave a comment, ask the question. We'll we'll, uh, we'll go back into it. I think that we're going to do another one at your office uh, and get maybe like a, a real estate agent perspective of things and kind of go into that a little bit as well, too. Um, also, for you, if people want to reach out to you, um, hopefully you don't get flooded by people that have dealt with the, 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 the buying and selling process that, and, and the, the anxieties that has come along with it. But do you want to, um, yeah. yeah, give your info? Yeah. So my office is located, uh, in Hillsborough, New Jersey. So the best way to contact me, you can look up my name, Catherine McCoo on psychology today. Um, or you can. McCoo is M C C. O-O-E. Yeah. Yep. So you can look me up, Catherine McCoo, on Psychology Today. That's probably the best way because then you it'll just give you my number, my email. Um, and I do take insurance. So I am in network with Blue Cross, United Healthcare, and Aetna. So awesome. thanks for having me on no, here, No, thank Corey. you for coming. That was awesome. Yeah. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Beautiful.